2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 10. We're going to read this morning from the New Living Translation. 2 Timothy chapter number 3 and verse number 10. Amen. Paul writes and he says, But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. Notice Paul said, Timothy, you know what I teach. Timothy, you know how I live. And this is what I want to talk about this morning. Timothy, you know what my purpose in life is. You know what my purpose in life is. Well, this morning we're going to talk about discovering your purpose. Discovering your purpose. Thank you, Father. First of all, that we do have a purpose. Thank you that you have a purpose for all of us, and I know that you want us to discover and live in that purpose. Anoint us with your anointing today. Give us ears to hear the word of the Lord this morning. And Father, help us not just to hear a good sermon or a good lesson this morning, but but help us actually, actually discover, find, put in practice, become involved in the purpose that you had uh, have in mind for our lives. Father, we ask all of these things in the name of the Lord Jesus. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. Well, you may be reseated this morning. Well, we already stated that Paul said to Timothy, his son in the faith, he said, you know what my purpose in life is. Well, the question that I have for you today is, do you know what your purpose in life is? I asked that question last Sunday morning, and there was somebody that was sitting next to my wife, and she looked over at my wife and she said, no, I don't know what my purpose in life is. Is And I believe that there's a host of people this morning that do not understand and do not know and do not grasp the purpose that God has for their life. Do you know why God has you here? Do do you even believe that God has a purpose for you? Or is purpose only reserved for the superstars? I understand that I have sprinkled the subject of purpose in many uh, different sermons. Uh, To my knowledge, I have never dedicated an entire sermon. I couldn't find it as I look back in my my notes. Could not find or discover uh, that I've ever dedicated an entire message or sermon to the subject of purpose. I've talked about it a lot. Uh, I have told you uh, many times that you ought to have one, but I guess I have not taken the time uh, to take an entire uh, Sunday morning, an entire message, and help you uh, find out and discover what your purpose is. So I hope to change that this morning. Now, this word purpose in its simplest form means the reason why something exists. The reason why something exists. For example, the purpose, the main purpose. I know there are other purposes, but the main purpose for for a house is shelter. The main purpose for for an automobile is transportation. Well, what is your main purpose in life? Why do you exist? Why did God place you on planet earth? What is his design, his will? What is it that God wants to do in and through your life? So this morning I want us, uh, I want to help you discover the answer to this question. Now let me say that, that, that I, I don't believe that your purpose is singular. 
I, I don't believe that you can nail it down to one thing and say, this is my purpose in life. I don't believe your purpose is singular. You have more than one purpose. Purpose. There is more than one thing that God has for you and wants to do in and through your life. Uh, and, 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 it's, uh, and the longer that you live, the more purposes will be revealed to you. The longer you live, there will be more purposes that will be revealed to you. And, and I, want you to be clear, I want to be clear on this this morning. It's not that you receive new purposes. When you discover something, it's not that you receive new purposes. You see, God's purpose for your life existed before you were ever born. God said before you even were even uh, conceived in your mother's womb, God said, I knew you. So it's not that you receive new purposes. God's purpose for your life existed before you were ever even born. God knew exactly and precisely what he wanted to do with you. But they are revealed to us as we go along in life if we will pay attention. I also want you to understand that there are many general purposes. Many general purposes that apply to all of us. Uh, I alluded to a couple of those last Sunday. We all should be light in a dark place. Amen. If we are a child of God, one of the purposes for our life is to be light in a dark place. Place. That's just a general purpose that, that God put all of us here on planet Earth to do. Another general purpose for us was that we should all be examples for others to follow. We should be examples. That is a purpose for our life, is to be an example. It is not only to know the Word of the Lord, but to live out the Word of the Lord and to be an example to those that are around us and those that God has placed within our sphere of, of influence. These are general uh, purposes, but but this morning I want to talk about some specific purposes because God, yes, He has some general purposes that apply to all of His people, but but I believe also that every single one of us, God has a specific and individual purpose uh, for our life. So uh, let me help you discover your purpose today. Let me say I certainly do not uh, have all the answers, and yet hopefully I can at least. Uh, help you a little bit this morning. Let me let me suggest four things today as they relate to to purpose. The first thing we need to do this morning is we need to analyze. Say analyze. In order for us to discover what our purpose in life is, we must analyze ourselves. Analyze ourselves. And in analyzing ourselves, I've I've, I've come up with three questions. There are three questions, by the way, it's on the back of the bulletin if you want to fill in the, the blanks and it will help you and take something home with you this morning. But ask yourself three questions. Answering these three questions will help analyze yourself. The first question you need to ask this morning, uh, ask yourself, who am I? Who am I? Because you see, your purpose can be found in who you are. If you can understand who you are, it will, it will help you understand better what God wants to do with, what God wants to do with you. And in order to answer the question, who am I, you're going to have to ask yourself this question. And this question is, what's in my heart? What's in my heart? You're taking notes and doing really good with that, but I also need a little feedback. That really, really helped me a lot. What's in my heart? 
The psalmist wrote in Psalm 20 and 4, my, uh, May God grant you your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed. You see, God's plan for you has much to do with what He has placed in your heart. So in order for you to understand who you are, in order for you to, uh, to answer the question, Who am I? You need to ask yourself, what's in my heart? You need to take a look in your heart. And when you find what's in your heart, you'll find a clue to help you discover, amen, who you are and what God wants to do in and through your life. Psalm 21 and and 2, for you have given him his heart's desire. Our life's purpose can be discovered by looking in, in our heart. Look into your heart and ask yourself this morning, what am I passionate about? What am I passionate about? What burns on the inside of me? What what burns in in my heart? I've told you this many times. What are my gifts? What are my talents? What are my abilities? Because you see, for the most part, we are passionate about what we are good at. Amen? Amen? For the most part, we are, we, we are passionate about what we are good at. For the most part, we love what we are good at. Now we can say that backwards as well. We are good at what we are passionate about. We are good at what we, we love. Now, now let, me, let me tell you this, that good is a relative term. I'm not talking about good in the fact that I'm better than Mark in this area or, 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 or I'm, I'm better than Ricky in, in, in this area or I'm better than anybody else in this area. No, no, good is a relative term. I'm saying that for me, for me and my life, I'm good at it. This is one of my good areas. This is one of those areas where I excel. This is one of those areas where, where, I, do, where I do good at it. And, and, and so it's a relative, it's a relative term. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11 says, God has given uh, each of you a gift from His great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. There's a four-point sermon right there. Man, that's some good stuff right there. Peter, uh, 1 Peter 4, verse 10 and 11. Four things that I want you to notice. First of all, He said that God has given each of you a gift. Say each of you. God has given each of you a gift. Nobody is left out. No one is left out. Notice the second thing I see in that little verse, and that is the word variety. Say variety. Not only has no one been left out, but all of us have different gifts. My gifts are different than your gifts, and your gifts are different than my gifts. God has a variety of spiritual gifts. God has a variety of gifts. and Not everybody has the same gifts. The third thing that I see, and we could preach 30 minutes on, and that is, the third thing that he says in this verse is, use them well. He said everybody's got a gift, everybody has a different kind of a gift, and then he says, use them well. You know what he's saying? He's saying we are responsible, we are responsible for what, for what we do with what we have. God says you have a gift and you have a gift and you have a gift and you have a gift. And all of our gifts are different. God says nobody's left out. Everybody's got a gift. There's a variety of gifts. We all have different kinds of gifts. But then God says you are responsible for the gifts that you do have. And the fourth thing that he says here is that he said use them well. Then he says to serve 
one another. So he's saying that our gifts are not just for us. The gifts that we have are not just for us. The gifts that we are that we have are not just so that they can be a blessing to us. But the gifts that God has given to us, the purpose that God has for our life, Amen. It includes not only what God can do in us, but also He wants to use us to bless other people. So, if we wanted to be overly simplistic, we could say that our purpose is to discover our gift and then use that gift to the best of our ability. It's as simple as that. That, that, if, that, that uh, our purpose is to discover our gift and then to use that gift to the best of our ability. See how simple that is? See how simple that is? You see, we don't understand our, our purpose because we try and make it so, so complicated, so grandiose, so, so, you know, out there somewhere. It's as simple as looking into our heart and looking in our heart and seeing what touches our heart. See what moves our heart. See what stirs our heart. Ask yourself, what drives me? What motivates me? What excites me? You see, whatever it is that drives you, whatever it is that motivates you, whatever it is that excites you, that, that's what is in your heart. And it is not there by accident. God has placed that in your heart, and this is a clue to your purpose. This is direction for your life. Discover who you are. Discover what's in your heart. And then start moving in that direction. Are you getting this this morning? The second thing that you need to answer as you analyze yourself is, where am I? Where am I? You see, not only do you need to know who you are, but you also need to know where you are. Where are you in life? Are you a spouse? Are you a parent? Are you a friend? Are you an employer? Are you an employee? Where are you? Where are you in life? Because where you are is a clue to your purpose. You see, most probably you are where you are because God led you to where you are. I said, most probably you are where you are right now in your life because God led you to where you are. Whether or not you knew it or not, God was leading and directing and guiding you. You see, God has a way of getting us to where He wants us. Now I understand, and I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Sometimes through our own foolish choices... Sometimes because of our own bad decisions, we take some detours. We take some detours and we get off the main road. We get off the main path that God designed for us. But let me tell you something about God. God has a way of teaching us valuable lessons even in the detours. And through those detours, he eventually then leads us back onto the main path that he originally designed for us. Let me tell you something that oftentimes I have learned more in the detour than I did when I was on the main path. Sometimes it's only when we get off of the main path. Sometimes it's only when we make a detour in our life. The detour itself helps make the main path make more sense. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
The detour, getting off of the main path and getting on the detour. Sometimes, you know, we're going along on the main path and, and we're on the main path and we're doing and being and all of this that we need to be doing and being and all of that and God's working in our life. But, but, but then all of a sudden we have a day of stupid. How many's ever had a day of stupid? How many's ever had more than one day? And we have a day of stupid and we make a wrong turn and we get on a wrong path and we make a detour. But while we're over here on the detour, God doesn't desert us. God doesn't throw us under the bus. God doesn't say, hey, hey, idiot. You know, uh, I, this is the way I told you to go and you're over there. What are you doing over there? I'll, I'll be waiting on you over here. No, when we get to the detour, God's over there. Now, I think His best blessing is over here on the main path. I really do. And eventually, God's going to get us back on that main path. But listen, sometimes it's in the detour. Sometimes it's when we've taken a side road. Sometimes, even when we've had a day of stupid, and we find ourselves in the detour, yet we learn more in the, in the detour. And I'll tell you one thing we all, we really, really do. And that is in the detour, we really learn to appreciate the main path. So that when finally we get off of the detour and we finally get back onto the main path, man, oh man, we're watching the signs now, man. Man, we don't want to take another detour. We don't want another day of stupid. And so the day of stupid really helped us out, didn't it? Amen? This good teaching this morning? Amen. And I just took a detour from my notes, so I'm going to find out where I'm supposed to really be. But the detour was pretty good, I think. Amen. Amen. In fact, take good notes. I think the detour will be part of the main path next time I preach this. So wherever you are in life, this is a clue to your purpose. If you're married, your purpose includes being a faithful, loving companion. If you have children, your your purpose includes being a good parent. Raising your children to love and honor and respect God. If you're an employer... Your purpose includes running your business on godly and biblical principles and treating your employees fairly and with respect. These are general things, but I believe they're also in these areas of life, they're also specific things and specific purposes that God will reveal to us as we go along in life. Now, just for an example, part... And it's only a part. But part of God's purpose for my life is to be a pastor. You think this is my whole life. Well, sometimes it seems like it is, but it's really not. It's not my whole life. Sometimes it overwhelms me and it becomes my whole life, but it's not. God has other purposes for me than just the purpose of being a pastor. But part of God's purpose for my life is to be a pastor. And as a pastor, there are some general things that all pastors should adhere to. But as I've gone along in my ministry, and it's been several uh, years of ministry now, and as I've gone along in my ministry, God has revealed to me along the way some specific purposes for me as a pastor. Now, there are many purposes that the Word of God, general purposes that all pastors ought to adhere to, and yet all pastors are not all alike, and all pastors don't have the exact same ministry. We're not all gifted the same And so there are specific things that God has for me as a pastor. And God has revealed those things to me along the way. So God's purpose for me is not just to be a pastor. But God wants to do some specific things in me as a pastor. One of those things is that that God wants me to be a pastor uh, to hurting people. 
I've discovered that. That God wants me to be a pastor to hurting people. And God sends to me and my wife people. Or God uh, sends us to people that have been hurt. They have been wounded. They have been disappointed by other pastors and other ministers. And I'm telling you, they come to us from everywhere. They come all the time. They've been coming to us and we've been sent to them for the last 20 of our 38 years. Why why didn't you do it for the first 18? Well, God had to give me something to work with. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And God helps us to restore such people. And He's been doing this now for over 20 years. And then individually, God uses me to challenge people. How many have ever been challenged? God uses me to motivate people. These are some of the specifics of my purpose as a pastor. Again, there are, there are, there are general things that all of us ought to, be, ought to do. There are general things as a spouse or a, as a parent or an employee or employee and so on and so forth. But then there are some specific things in that purpose that God has, wants to reveal to us individually as we go along. And He will do that if we will pay attention and do our homework. We're analyzing ourselves right now, trying to discover our purpose. Three th- questions we're asking ourselves. Number one, ask yourself, who am I? Ask yourself, number two, where am I? The third question you need to ask yourself is, what is in my hands? What is in my hands? You see, just like we need to uh, uh, look in our heart and see what's there in order to discover our purpose, we also need to look into our hands. Look into our hands and see what's there. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10. Whatever, whatever your hand finds to do. Do that. The wisdom writer said, whatever you find in your hand. Do it. I don't know why I hear me do it. What's in your hand? What's in your heart? What's in your hand? That is what you ought to be doing. Amen? Amen. Answer these two questions. A lot of questions to answer this morning. Number one, what do I already have to work with? What do I already have? Well, if I had $10,000, I'd give $5,000 to the church. Well, you got two twenties? <laughs> give one of those. Jesus said if you won't give two twenties... You won't give one out of two twenties. You won't give, you know, half of 10,000. What do you have in your hand? What do I already have to work with? Man, oh man, oh man. You know, man, when I get, you know, when I get all this stuff, I get all this teaching and training and I, all this stuff, and when I get all, blah, blah, boy, I'm going really, to be a ball of fire, man. I'm going to really do something for God. Well, what are you doing now with what you've already got? What do I already have to work with? Number two, what am I already doing? What am I already doing? Remember what I said a moment ago. God has a way of getting us to where He wants us to be and involved in what He wants us to be involved in. Remember, we are discovering our purpose. More than likely, you are already involved in God's purpose for your life, or at least you're already headed in that direction. You may or may not know it. Answer the question, what's in my hand? What am I already doing? What am I already involved in? Because this is a clue to part of your life's purpose. 
Now, just for the sake of an, an, an example this morning, let me share with you my life's purpose. Just for an example, this is not meant to be a purpose statement, but rather a summary of my life's purpose. My purpose or my reason to be is the following. I believe that my life's purpose is to be a dependable son. A dependable son. Someone that is dependable when mom and dad in their elderly years can depend on. They can call me for good sound advice. They, they can ask my opinion. They, when they need help or when they're in trouble... They can depend on me. They know that I, they've got, you know, they have, one is, in, is gone now, but four kids, but and I'm not going to say anything about the other three kids this morning, and I'm not throwing any stones this morning, but, but I believe that for me specifically, my purpose in life, for me, part of it includes being a dependable son. So my folks are getting old. Dad's 81. Mom just turned, is turning 79 on Thursday. You know, in the next few years, if you allow me to continue to be your pastor, I may miss some. Yes. Yes. Amen. I may miss some because I'm not just your pastor. I'm also mom and dad's son. And I'm not just their son, but God has called me to be a dependable son. Amen. And my Bible tells me that part of my purpose is to honor my father and my mother. And so I can see, you know, next year, two years, five years, I don't know, in the next few years, I, I can see me coming and going to Oklahoma. I can see myself not being here every single Sunday and every single Wednesday. I, I'm not prophesying, I'm just, I just, you know, I've been a pastor now for 38 years, I know how it works. And eventually, probably, they'll be here in Pastor and Don will be taking care of him sometime. So part of my purpose in life is to be a dependable son. Part of my purpose in life is to be a loving and faithful husband. Man, I must have been really good looking when I was 17. You know what, you know, to get somebody like that? Wow. Tell you. Part of my purpose is to be a nurturing father and grandfather. A nurturing father and grandfather. Both of my kids are in ministry. Both of them call me for counsel and advice and wisdom. Part of my, part of my purpose is to be a nurturing father and grandfather. Part of my purpose is to be a supporting friend. Now I've got a lot of friends. Everybody that wants to be my friend can be my friend. And man, I'm really growing in my Facebook friends, man. Wow. I jumped a hundred and something friends in one day. And one of my good friends in Midland said, how in the world do you get a hundred and something friends in one day? I, I got a lot of friends. Got a lot of friends. Then I have a few very close, intimate friends just like you have. And I believe that it is God's purpose for me to be a supporting friend. And I have friends that call me when they get in trouble. I have friends that call me when they want to make a, a major decision and ask for my counsel and ask for my prayer. Part of my purpose in life is to be a supporting friend. And then part of my purpose in life is to be a pastor who is trustworthy, genuine, balanced, and consistently challenging my people. That is my purpose in life. That is a summary of my purpose. That's what I live for. That's what motivates me. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning. That's what drives me. Amen. That's what keeps me going. Amen. What is your purpose? i got four minutes, and I'm on point one. 
Trying to help you discover your purpose today. The first thing you need to do is analyze. Second thing you need to do is ask. You see, sometimes we need, to, we need a little help in answering the questions I told you to ask yourself in point one. Because sometimes we don't know ourselves as well as we, as we ought or as well as we think we do. Or we're not willing to be totally honest with ourselves. The first thing we need to do is ask people. Ask people. Ask your spouse. They'll tell you. My wife's my biggest fan. She's also my biggest critic. You can thank God for that. I'm just thankful that she cheers me in church and criticizes at home. Amen. And that's the way it ought to be. Ask people. Ask your spouse, your kids, your your parents, your friends, your co-workers. Here, here, hear this. Ask people who really know you well. Not the people where you wear a mask. Don't ask the people where you wear a mask around. And you know those people. You know who they are. And all of us wear a mask around certain people. We all do it. Don't ask those. They don't know you. And number two, ask in prayer. You see, nobody knows you like God knows you. You see, God can see beyond the mask you wear. And He can see behind the the facade. Ask God to show you who you are and who He wants you to be. Who you are and who He wants you to be. Ask God to lead, guide, and direct you. Ask Him to reveal His purpose for your life. Psalm 31, verse 1 through 3. won't take time to read it. I'm out of time. But it it tells us that that, uh, we're to seek God and ask for His help. And then notice the next thing you need to do is I try and hurry on this morning and I'm not going to make the 30 minutes, but I might make the 40. The third thing you need to do is align. Align. Don't allow yourself to become a square peg in a round hole. Don't allow somebody or society to push you into something that you were not designed by God for. This is good this morning right here. This is, this is powerful right here. Knowing, knowing your purpose will help you choose the right position. Knowing your God-called purpose will help you choose the right position. Ask yourself, did God make you a leader or a follower? A lot of leaders trying to be followers. A lot of followers trying to be leaders. Did God make you a leader or did He make you a follower? Are you more suited for giving direction or are you better at at following the direction of somebody else? Are you better as the lead man or are you better as a support? And both are needed and both are just as important. But they're different. And you get out of position and you, you will not function like God intended for you to function. There will not be the contentment and the peace and the joy and the satisfaction. Because you become a, a square peg in a round hole. And, and just because you're not the number one lead dog doesn't mean you can't be a leader. You can be a leader among leaders, even among followers. And in a group, you can be a leader. And then you just have to understand when to lead and when to follow. Amen. See, I, I'm the leader of New Bethel. I, I'm called the lead pastor, okay? I don't have to tell you that. You know that. But I'm the lead pastor. You know what? I'm on a committee where I'm not the lead man in the committee. And when I'm here, I lead because I'm the leader. When I go there, I follow. 
Because I'm not that. I'm still a leader. And, 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 and our leader that I serve under, he's about as hard-headed as I am. But most of the time, we don't ever have a problem. We've never had a problem, actually. Because I understand that I'm not the head leader. I'm not the leader there. I'm, I'm the helper. I'm the support person. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a committee man. I'm not, I'm not, the, I'm not the man. So I may put my, I will give my input, I will give my opinion, but at the end of the day, I'll let the leader lead. And I'll support him. Amen. So knowing your purpose will help you choose the right position. Or, or did God make you a leader or, or a follower? Are you, are you more suited for giving direction or following the direction of somebody else? You see, when you understand who you are and who you are not, knowing this will help place you in the right position for you. There's something else that's really, really good. And that is knowing your purpose will help you choose the right place. It'll help you choose the right place. You see, just as we are not all suited for the same position, so we are not all suited for the same place. Proverbs 27 and 8 says that, Like a bird that wanders from its nest, so is a man that wanders from his place. God's purpose for us includes a place. Now, God's purpose for me at this particular time in my life is not only to be a pastor, but to pastor a certain and a specific place. It's called New Bethel in Arlington, Texas. I could have had a lot stronger amen there. It have been really good. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm quite confident and quite sure that I could be somewhat successful pastoring anywhere. I just believe that. Call it arrogance if you want. I don't call it arrogance. I call it confidence. I believe that wherever you place me, amen, that, that I could trust God and believe God and, and, and could have somewhat success anywhere that you put me. But I also understand that my greatest success will come pastoring the place God specifically called me to. And for this particular time in my ministry, it's right here. Just because a position is available, that in and of itself doesn't mean that you are not, that you are the one to fill it. Just because a place is available, that in and of itself doesn't mean that it's the place for you. It might be, it could be, but maybe not. So make sure that the position and the place aligns well with your purpose. And if it doesn't, then it's not the right place for you. You're on a detour somewhere. God hasn't abandoned you. God can still use you. But... That's not the perfect fit for you. Wait on something else to open up. And let me tell you this. This is very, very important. Please don't just hear part of this. Hear all of it. If you are already in a position or you are already at a place that is not right for you, be patient. Don't quit. Don't move abruptly. Let me tell you, unemployment doesn't fit very well either. I'm fed up with this place. Well, this is how I've been listening to pastor teach. And it doesn't line up with what's in my heart and what's in my hands. I'm out of here. I wouldn't move quite that quick. I think I'd wait until that position and that place that aligns with my passion, what's in my heart and what's in my hand, is available and Whoever it is that has the authority has signed off on it. Before I make the move. 
Now, I haven't always done that, but do as I say, not as I do. Be patient. Hey, hey, be patient. Maybe God wants to grow you into that position. Maybe God is stretching you right now. But, but, but if not, you still need to be patient and wait for God to open up something else for you. And let me tell you this. Do your very, very best while you are there. Make sure that they miss you after you are gone. Pastor, what is your best sermon? Well, I hadn't preached it yet. Because that will be my last sermon. My last sermon will be my best sermon. I know how a lot of pastors do. They decide to leave or resign or God calls them somewhere else and so they kind of coast for a month or two. Pull up some of the golden oldies. Stop praying. Stop studying. Stop, you know, just kind of coast and have a semi-vacation. Not me. Not me, man. I mean, I visit more. I pray more. I study more. I preach better. Because I want you to remember me at my best when I leave here. So even if you're somewhere that doesn't align with your, what's in your heart and what's in your hands, and you know that God's going to move you, yet still do the very, very best that you can while you're there. And when you leave, make sure they miss you when you're gone. Alright, notice the last thing we should do as it relates to discovering our purpose. Number four, activate. Activate. Once we discover our purpose, we need to take action. You see, too often we gain information about something and then we don't do anything with it. We go to the seminar and it's awesome and good and great and powerful and awesome and incredible and unbelievable and we come home and, and all this stuff is undone and we get busy and all that and we just put it back up there. If it's a red, it goes with the red. If it's a blue, it goes with the blue notebook. And Too often we've learned but we don't put into practice what we've learned. Amen. Let me challenge you to do three things this morning, very, very quickly. Three things once you discover your purpose. The first thing you need to do is develop it. Once you discover it, you need to develop it. Proverbs 1 and 5, the New International Version says, Let the wise, let the wise listen. Hmm. I thought the wise were supposed to be talking. Maybe the reason why they're wise is because they hadn't been, do- they've been doing more. You know, they understood they only had one mouth had two ears. There's probably a reason for that. Not just so you can hear on both sides. Probably so we can hear twice as much as we talk. Let the wise listen and add to. Say add to. They've already got wisdom. They've already called them. He said let the wise. They're already wise guys. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. And let the discerning get guidance. So once we discover what our purpose is, it's now our responsibility to to develop and grow in these areas. Soar with your strengths. Discover what your strengths are and then grow those strengths until they are even stronger. Second thing you need to do after you discover what your purpose is, you need to devote yourself to it. Devote yourself to it. James 1 and 8, unstable men, or maybe we could even say unfocused men, are unstable in every area of their life. You've heard me say this before, but somebody said, he who chases two rabbits catches neither. Once we discover what our purpose is, we ought to devote ourselves to that purpose. Focus our attention on our purpose. And let me tell you that there's always people going to be pulling and tugging on us, amen, to be a part of their purpose. 
That's why we have to be very, very careful once we discover what our purpose is, devote ourselves to it. And don't let people that are pu- pulling and tugging on us, uh, get us cause us to become unfocused. And then the third thing you need to do is determine to keep going. Determine to keep going. Proverbs 12 and 24 says the hand of the diligent will rule. It's not always the smartest. It's not always the one with the piece of paper that says they're smart. I'm not saying anything against those things. I'm saying, but the wisdom writer said the hand of the diligent. Who's going to be in charge? Who's going to be in ruling? Who's going to be on top? The diligent. And there'll be many, many opportunities for detours along the way, but we must determine to keep the main thing the main thing. Keep the main thing the main thing. And our purpose should be the main thing. Amen. Pastor Braden, please, would you stand with me all over this room this morning? All over this room this morning, please. Hopefully I've helped you know how to discover your purpose in life. And once you understand God's specific purpose for you, it'll add meaning, fulfillment, contentment. And here's what's good about the fact that there's not just one main purpose. Yeah, part of my purpose is to be a pastor. But if I, under, if I thought that my only purpose in life was to be a pastor, what happens when I'm too old to pastor? Or what happens when I'm going through H-E double hockey sticks in my church? Thank God there's multiple purposes for our life. So that even though maybe things, and I'm not saying they're not, because as far as I know, and I'm usually the last to know, but as far as I know, everything's going great. It's wonderful. I love New Bethel. Everybody loves one another. Amen. It's awesome. It's incredible. God's doing awesome, incredible things. But even if I come to a point where that's not, what about that purpose over there? What, What about the purpose that God has for me to be a nurturing father? grandfather about that purpose of being a dependable son I hope you're going to leave here today I hope you're going to hope you've taken notes I hope you're going to sit down literally sit down through yourself and through the help of someone else discover what's in your heart and discover what's in your hands. Because they're a big clue to the purpose God has for your life. And I hope you're going to leave here today. I hope you're going to discover your purpose. I hope you're going to leave here today. I hope you're going to go out and live life on purpose. Live life. On purpose. Father, I thank you today for.